Good morning, and welcome to the Snake River Lib. How are you today? Um, surprisingly enough, I'm here at the Snake River Lib, uh, recovering from a stupid, stupid uh, trip and fall, and compounded by finishing my walk, thinking that it just was a, you know, a turned ankle or something. We're the jury is still out on that, awaiting uh, the opportunity to go and get a CT scan. Um, no apparent broken bones, um, so we'll wait and see. Um, today, I wanted to talk about the law, uh, because the law is what's coming into play, and how important is the law, or should it be important at all? And the reason I'm mentioning this is yesterday, the Supreme Court uh, did opted to not um, issue a stay regarding the certification of the Pennsylvania um, election, specifically the case brought by um, Mike Kelly and others. Um, this case actually does not allege fraud, um, unlike most of the other cases, and we'll get to those in a second. Um, the case that was brought, uh, Ted Cruz had offered to um, argue it if it did end up before the Supreme Court. Um, and it's not actually dead. Uh, what happened, though, is that the court just refused to grant the emergency stay on uh, the certification. So to be clear on that, of course, uh, if you listen to mainstream media, you'll find them trumpeting all over the place that the Supreme Court is not hearing the case. That is not necessarily the case. I'm not saying they won't. Um, they probably won't, and we're going to get to that in a minute because this case is is one that's going to be very, very difficult, as are any cases brought before the Supreme Court regarding this election. And let me tell you why, and specifically this one. The state of Pennsylvania has in its constitution, so not statute, not state law, but actually in its constitution, prescribed manner for voting. And the prescribed conditions for not being able to vote in person. So to change that, which the state legislature attempted to do, their hands are definitely not clean here. Okay, we want to be clear on that. Right now, the Republican it's a Republican-led legislature. Their hands are not clean. What the state attempted to do, because of all this COVID madness, is that they went to change laws, making mail-in balloting easier. And so they passed a law. I believe it's Act 77, and it was signed into law by the governor. That law required certain things. Um, required that the ballots be in by 8 p.m. on election night. Uh, not, not postmarked, but actually in the election offices by 8 p.m. Also required that signatures on these mail-in ballots matched signatures on file. Um, 
the governor and the secretary of state, who are Democrats, decided literally the week before that they weren't going to check signatures and that as long as they were postmarked by election day and arrived no later than Friday, then everything was hunky-dory. So, we have two problems here. One is that the state legislature in Act 77 uh, did not, they created a statute. However, the statute was unconstitutional according to the, the Pennsylvania state constitution. And it doesn't matter what any court said or says you have to remember this. It's very clear because a lot of what is being said in the media is that Trump lost this case or Trump lost that case. These cases are not being lost. These cases are not being heard. You know, it's it's so much easier to not hear the case and just say, nothing to see here than it is to hear actual evidence is particularly in the cases of fraud realize to what extent this fraud may uh, have happened because now you have responsibility right it's it's like the don't ask don't tell you know i'm not going to ask and since i'm not asking you can't tell me But this case is different because it doesn't allege fraud. It's a very clear-cut case. And let no one tell you differently. The case is simply this. The state legislature did not follow the Pennsylvania Constitution in changing election law. Now, a lot of states will have something in regarding the election that uh, elections will be, you know, in their constitution that election will be determined by the state legislature, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Pennsylvania does not. Uh, Pennsylvania says either vote in person or if you are unable to do so, this is what you do. And these are the reasons why you may vote an absentee ballot. It's in their constitution. The statute did not attempt to amend the constitution because had it attempted to amend the constitution, it would have required a three-month public airing of the statute and then the public voting on whether or not to ratify the amendment to the Pennsylvania Constitution. None of this is in dispute. 
Now, of course, it'll be trying to be muddied, and it'll say this is not the people's fault. Uh, people will say, well, you disenfranchised all these people that did these mail-in ballots. And I say, well, who disenfranchised them? The court, the state legislature, by violating the Pennsylvania Constitution, or the state executive, by not even complying with the statute. In regards to the statute, um, the Secretary of State was brought before Alito, who was the, the justice sitting over uh, Pennsylvania. And Alito um, asked them whether or not they could, can, could verify that the ballots received since 8 p.m. on election night were, were separated and if they were counted, if a separate count was made. And the Secretary of State could not verify that was the case. So the number of ballots, even following the executive's guidance, are unknown. What's not unknown is that there were millions over a million ballots uh, that were mail-in that could potentially be thrown out if the Pennsylvania statute was found unconstitutional, which a court looking at it objectively, would have no choice but to do. And still may do. My concern is, assuming that access is granted to all these machines and all these ballots after the election, as was the case in Florida in 2000, where the media went and spent their own money to go and count the ballots and actually the number of ballots for Bush actually increased when they did that. Whether or not these machines are going to be available to verify the ballots. If the outside envelopes which have the signatures, if they're going to be available to match signatures to verify whether or not there actually was fraud, my guess is probably not. Um, whether or not there's going to be access to the software of these machines, which has been alleged to determine whether or not um, any monkey business was done. My guess is probably not. Um, Sidney Powell, in her suit in Georgia, brought evidence, credible evidence, that over 20,000 people, more than enough to change the outcome of the election, had mail-in ballots after they had moved from the state, making them potential felons. The courts refused to hear the case. If I don't see the evidence, I can't rule on the evidence. Now, there is a, a different case moving forward, uh, still one out there. Um, state of Texas filed, 
against uh, the four suspects, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, saying that their changing of the, their laws, that they're muddying the processes regarding the elections, has made the status of their electors unsecure. I'm not going to go through the whole 92-page brief, and it's not really necessary. Um, the four states have been given by the Supreme Court until Thursday to respond. Whether the Supreme Court will act on it, I don't know. And this is a dilemma. And in this dilemma, I'm reminded of a song. Are you surprised? Of course not. And said, we all walked in. Obi was there with the 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs with pictures and arrows and paragraph on the back of each one explaining what each one was to be used as evidence against us. Man said, all rise. We all stood up and Obi stood up. The 27 color glossy 8 by 10, etc. Judge came in. The C&I dog. Judge sat down. We sat down. Obi looked at the CNI dog. And then he looked at the 27 8 by 10 color glossy photographs of the pictures and errors and a paragraph on the back of each one. And he came to the realization that it was a typical case of American blind justice. And the judge wasn't going to look at his photographs. And so what happened? They were fined $50, and they had to pick up the garbage in the snow. That's from Alice's Restaurant, by the way, from Arlo Guthrie. The whole point being, well, the greater point being a protest about the Vietnam War, but the whole point being in this specific instance is that Officer Obi was trying to make this grand case about how horrible this was. And because the judge was blind, all the judge could rule on was the fact that they dumped garbage in a place that wasn't allowed. And so they were fined, and they had to pick up the garbage. Of course, today, the environmental impacts would be a little bit different, but that was back in the 60s. When you start looking at, as a judge, and say, oh my gosh, if we rule, as we should, that this statute is unconstitutional, we're going to disenfranchise all these voters. I'd say, weren't they already disenfranchised when the statute was passed and supplanted the amendment without 
the ratification process. Wasn't every voter in the state disenfranchised by the state legislature doing that? Wasn't every voter that made the effort to vote or to fill out a ballot on time to get it sent in so that it arrived by 8 p.m. according to the unconstitutional statute? Weren't they disenfranchised by the poll workers who the Secretary of State could not guarantee treated those ballots that arrived later separately? They say, well, maybe 10,000 votes came in after 8 p.m. on election night. I would say the Secretary of State could not verify the number or that they were being kept separate. And once a mail-in ballot is separated from its outer envelope, where the signatures are not verified, or where the signature is no longer attached with the ballot, there is no way to know one ballot from the next. What a cluster. And it was their own making. Was it the voters' fault? No. Are the voters going to pay? It depends whether or not the judge looks at those 27 8 by 10 colored glossy photographs, doesn't it? It's a Snake River Lib. You know, I think uh, Joe Biden's right. We are entering a dark winter. Have a good morning.